When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California, subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates North Park, Illinois. Live from the Rip Crib in Stillwater, smoking the good stuff since 92. Welcome to the Mike Boynton Show on the Cowboy Sports Network from Learfield. Brought to you by Charlie's Discount Drug, where discount is our middle name. Located at 723 South Walnut in Stillwater. Chris's University Store, your one-stop cowboy shop. And by Mid-First Bank. Mid-First Bank is your home for the OSU Visa debit card and the OSU Rewards credit card. Mid-First Bank, member FDIC. Now, here is your host, Dave Hunziker. Good evening from Rib Crib at Stillwater. It's a Coach Boynton radio show tonight as we get ready for the first edition of Bedlam, brought to you by Philip 66. Coming up in Norman on Saturday, here's the good news. The Cowboys have won six of the last seven against the Sooners. So it's been a good run for the Cowboys. We'll see what Saturday has in store. And more good news as far as the team is concerned, and many of them are here tonight, as a matter of fact. A week between games, the bye week has returned in the Big 12 after a significant hiatus. Because due to the SEC Big 12 challenge, that really sort of fouled up the conference schedule to where there was no bye. Well, now there is. Probably comes at a good time for this team following back-to-back road games this week, Tuesday at Houston, and then Saturday at Oklahoma. Welcome back. Coach Boynton is here, as well as many of his coaches and players. And we'll start the conversation with OSU's head coach after this from Rib Crib at Stillwater. It's Coach Boynton Radio Show from Learfield. Bring it in, team. We've got five seconds left on the clock. Come on, guys. Focus up. Every save counts, especially when it comes to Phillips at Phillips 66. What? I'm sorry, what? What? Huh? We're going to go back out there and save money with the Fuel Forward app. And anytime from here on out, when we're at Phillips 66, we're going to use that app. Phillips 66 on three. One, two, three. Phillips 66! Download the Fuel Forward app and save at Phillips 66 in Conoco. Proud sponsor of the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Mid-First Bank is an official partner of OSU Athletics and the only place to get the OSU Visa debit card. Every swipe is a chance to show your cowboy pride. You also get access to convenient card controls when you download the Mid-First Bank mobile app. With the app, you can manage all your cards and accounts in one place. Add your card to your digital wallet to pay with your mobile or wearable device. Visit midfirst.com slash OSU for details. Member FDIC. At Brahms, we offer more than just burgers, shakes, and fries. We have an entire fresh market for your everyday grocery needs, from farm-fresh milk to meats, freshly baked breads, and produce. We also carry a wide variety of our premium ice cream, frozen yogurt, and sherbet. And with Brahms delivery trucks running seven days a week, our items are always fresh. Stop by 
your neighborhood Brahms Fresh Market for an incredibly fast, incredibly convenient grocery shopping experience so you can spend more time on things that matter most. There's a lot of hype around electric vehicles right now, but there are also a lot of questions, too. How far can they go on a single charge? How long does it take to charge the batteries? Do they have good performance? Do they require a lot of maintenance? At PSO, we get it. You've got electric vehicle questions. Fortunately, we have answers. Here's to making informed decisions. Learn more about electric vehicles at gettoknowev.com. Knowledge is power. When your little rookie takes a hard sack or fever has you benched, you need Mercy Now. Go to mercynow.net, answer a few questions, and find your best, quickest option for care. With virtual, in-person, digital, and urgent care visits, Mercy can get you off the IR and back in the game. Find your best play at mercy.net slash OSU now. At Mercy, your life is our life's work. When the game goes into overtime. But... The game goes into overtime. The choice to enjoy is easy. Bud Light. Easy to drink. Easy to enjoy. Order Bud Light online today. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Bud Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. at Rib Crib at Stillwater. It's a Coach Boynton radio show. We're glad to have you with us. And we've got pretty much everybody here. I'm looking around. I was working during the break, and I see all the guys. I see the coaches. I see the GAs. Yeah. And then there's some guys hiding, so there may be others. Uh, uh, so the whole crew's here. So welcome, guys. Good to have you here. You'll have a good meal and uh, some good company, and it's all good, Coach. Good to have everybody here. This is cool. I don't think we've ever done this before. Not where everybody gets to come. No, we haven't. It's um, obviously we've done this show in a lot of different ways. Uh, tonight's a unique opportunity for all of us to be together, and we all need to eat, right? Oh well, yeah. Um, some of us need to eat less than others. <laughs> some of us are eating less than others. Me included. It's February. Are you doing your February thing I again? Am. So I tell am. everybody again what that is. Yeah. So the entire month of February, uh, fruits, nuts, and vegetables only. Um, Cereal, oatmeal, you know, I count those as grains-ish. So do you get those or no? Yeah, yeah, you do? I okay. add those. That's kind of my cheat. If my cheat is cereal, I think it's okay. So it have to be good cereal? Could you just go Cereals, full Frosted Flakes if you wanted no to? No Frosted Flakes. No Frosted Flakes? Uh, honey Nut took all the fun out Raisin Bran. Raisin Bran, you can yeah, do that? Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I eat fruits, nuts, and vegetables, drink water only. Wow. Uh, so no soda, pop, you know, no... Uh, Certainly no I'll alcohol. drink for you. Yeah, please do. Yeah. Um, but it's good. It's, it's actually, um, it's been going for about 16 years now. It, it wasn't always this extreme. It started out as a kind of a, a guy's betting joke because I used to drink Mountain Dew all the time. And Did I you really? Fried chicken and like sweets, love them. And a the guy challenged me, said, I bet you couldn't go a week without drinking a soda or eating fried food. I, I'm 20 two years old, 23, and I'm like, that's easy. It wasn't as easy as I thought. By the second day, I was craving the thing that I said I was going to avoid having. Um, but I got through a week, and on day eight, I had about six pops and about a, <laughs> a bucket of KFC chicken or something like that, right? Oh, uh, my But I gosh. thought to myself, man, that's, that's pretty sad on my part. I can't. Can't Not necessarily. Be disciplined enough to go a week without something overwhelming me. So the next year, I challenged myself to do no bread and no sweets. And that was really hard because you don't realize how much bread is involved in and meals. So, so like for a young single guy, lunch, you go grab a burger or a sandwich somewhere. It's sure. pretty easy, right? And yeah. then you've got you to gotta think about it. And you go to the burger place and you're telling you want a burger without bread and it doesn't feel like you should be eating a burger without bread. <laughs> and they give you a funny response. <laughs> and they, they look at you like, yeah, what's the you're story? One, you're one of those people, huh? <laughs> you know? <laughs> you're one of those people, yeah. So it just yeah. kind of gradually evolved into this thing that I thought I was about 20, 
seven or so when I first started this. And I thought to myself, you know, there's a way to challenge myself to really get something out of this. And so I said, if I could go 28 days, that would really show myself some true discipline. So randomly, it wasn't any kind of religious thing or anything like that. Not tied to Lent no, or anything no. like that. Okay. Just said, uh, I'm going to go the whole month of February, and, and I'm going to see if I, can, if I can do this. And it was not very fun at all. In fact, it was probably the worst decision I made. Um, but I've continued to do it. It's gotten easier to do. It's still not as easy the first the first three or four days are pretty easy, but when you get to like day eight to 15 or so, which is where I am now, um, your body starts to crave those things that you normally have, you know, um, whether it be a, a burger or a piece of bacon or, you know, a glass of, um, you know, milk or something like that. It's just, obviously you gotta be conscious of it when, you, when you're making your food choices and. It's hard to come to a place with great food like rib crib and not get a rib or some brisket uh, or some beans, <laughs> but uh, you got to do it, and it's really helped me. Uh, you know, one of the things I really do have a challenge with is sleeping. Uh, How so? How so? I don't sleep much, okay. uh, particularly during the season. I really don't sleep much at all, but during the season, especially now when we're playing you know, these high-intensity games and it's preparation, you want to be as prepared as possible for the next one. Uh, I find myself staying up late and waking up early, trying to still get my exercise in, trying to, trying to still balance the amount of time I'm able to spend with my 11-year-old son and 8-year-old daughter. And my wife wants some time in there. You know, what is she thinking? You know, like I don't have better things to do, I uh, kid. <laughs> but um, it becomes where you, you, you're constantly trying to figure out what else can be done so you feel like you're as prepared as possible. And what you neglect is rest. But this month, I think partly because at this time, my hunger starts to kick in, that going to sleep is like my response to being hungry at 9 o'clock at night. I get that, yeah. <laughs> so I watched a little bit more film, may pop a couple pieces of um, you know, peanuts or cashews. That doesn't really fill you up. It just kind of satisfies you for the moment. And then it gets about 10, 30, 11, and I'm like, if I don't go to sleep, I'm going to break. <laughs> Understood. So I get myself in bed, um, study my devotional, and I try to get myself to sleep by 11.30 midnight and usually still get up about 6. Wow, that's... Uh, that's, that's, that's that most of the time, it's 1.30 to 2, and I get up about 6, sometimes 5.30 to get, get my morning workout in. So when the season's over, do you kind of have a crash where you end up resting more or sleeping longer because Not that really. adrenaline rush is gone? Now, there is a crash. It definitely happens. But it happens more kind of infrequently than truly like during, the se during when the season's over. Okay. Um, it'll be a week or so of these four-hour sleep nights. And one day I'll find myself like snoring myself awake at like three in the morning and I'm, I'm on my couch and my wife's like, yeah, you've been out since 10 o'clock. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's what happened. Tonight was the night. It got me, you know, and so it's part of it. But um, the, the diet thing is definitely something that's helped me. It's helped me train myself to be disciplined through really challenging moments. And I think obviously as we're talking about this season in particular, it's helped me kind of navigate this team through these first couple of weeks of Big 12, Big 12 play. Yeah, I would think it would help. I mean, that's one thing they talk about with uh... – with the whole Lenten thing, not to, to go down a religious path, but the self-discipline piece yes. of it is tied to that. And so I was going to ask you about that, that surely you feel like your self-discipline, your restraint, all of those things that being a an elite leader are must. I mean, if you're going to lead a program or any organization at the level you lead it, restraint and self-discipline are probably one and one a right i would assume yeah i mean the, the ability to show up consistently prepared and to be positive and have a plan every day i mean you're talking the grind of a season right um let's take a couple weeks ago for instance we go on a road we we're supposed to leave monday we get to the airport we sit on a plane for two and a half hours thinking we're getting to lubbock we can't get to lubbock you come back, you got to reset the plan. You got to show up Tuesday with a good attitude, try to get there, play the game. Come back late, land in Oklahoma City, get home late, practice Thursday, Friday. You're supposed to go again to Ames. You can't get there. You spend all day in the airport. And so the, the mental grind getting through the season is a real thing. And if you don't have discipline, if you don't have a foundation 
if you don't have principles that guide you, you could be all over the place in this. Yeah. You could be distracted by anything, uh, any amount of noise from the outside, any person trying to tell you what you're doing isn't good enough or what you should be doing different um, can become a real hindrance to your being able to perform on a night-to-night, game-to-game basis. And so the discipline is something that I try to really, really um, challenge myself to develop because I believe that the core of this is that discipline is a skill. Sure it like, is. Like any other skill, right? the more you intentionally work at it, the better you'll be at doing it. So free throw shooting, bowling, right, hitting the baseball, yeah. um, all those things required a, an enormous amount of time of intentional work to be good at. And no so question. Discipline in my mind is no different than any of those other things. Yeah, it's all grounded in the fundamentals. So your buddy that suggested this, is he still alive? Because I wonder he, if he didn't he die from just he not is. having fun. You know so what? I have to in say, fact, I'm curious. In fact, um, he probably was less disciplined than I was. Oh, really? And he didn't continue this journey with me. Interesting. <laughs> How about that? In fact, I've got a wife who's a dietitian who thinks it's the worst thing she's ever heard anyone So do. she doesn't like it? No, no, no. It's, and it's probably with good reason. you got to be pretty intentional about preparing meals and the amount of protein oh, and balancing you. your diet to do this, which I'm not. Uh, so pretty much I eat what she gives me. A lot of the stuff doesn't necessarily taste good, but she says it's good for me. And I think she's trying to torture me out of doing this. <laughs> uh, so tofu and couscous and quinoa and kale and things that I never really imagined I would want to eat. And I don't know if I necessarily like it now, but I eat it in February with a smile underneath Good for you. I can't do that, but uh, that's why you're a major college ed basketball coach. You can do things like that. Just having the guys here, I mean, so, for example, you bring the guys out here, it changes the routine. The the reality is February, by the time you get to February, you've gone through one semester, half of it playing games. You get a little break for Christmas. You come back. You start another semester, and you're playing games. You're in conference play, which is a major grind. And so I would guess that things like this, to break up the routine, and let's face it, the monotony of it, sure. it's, it's just good. Let's just change things up a little bit, just to break up the break things up a little bit. Yeah, I, um, you know, we got a lot of young guys that are going through this for the first time. You know, some are going through it for the second time. But it doesn't matter how many times you go through it. Everybody's going through. I mean, I, I, and I sent it to our guys. I was reading something about North Carolina's basketball team. It was having a really good year, leading the ACC. And Armando Baycott, their best player, um, said something about them not having a great practice or shoot around leading into their game that they lost to Clemson on Tuesday, I think it was. It was coming off a big win against Duke in their rivalry game. And just, again, the ability to, to flush it, put it behind you, and get back into that monotony of prep for the next opponent, which is different from the other one, which doesn't bring the, the hoopla. There's no ESPN game day all day on campus. Um, and so, yeah, you got to be conscious of that these are kids doing this, right? As much as it's... It's, it's trending toward professionalism. It's not there. And these kids aren't professionals. Not yet. Um, they're trying to become professionals. But even the pros, you know, they have an all-star break, which is coming up, ironically. Right. They get a little bit of a reprieve to change the monotony. I think the in-season tournament helped some of that. You know, kind of gave the guys a little break when you got into December to see what things may be a little bit different to, again, change the – the just kind of rut that you can kind of get into doing the same thing over and over and over again. So uh, practice was a little bit different. Coming here with these guys tonight and doing the show uh, the way we are is a little bit different. So, you know, we'll be able to, the last month of the season, try to really push forward and make a run for this thing and see where we can take it. So how was practice different? Practice was, was great. It was enthusiastic. I think the guys had a good time. We played some games, some coaches versus players competition. Um, I think the players edged out a little bit at the end. Um, but, you know, their day will come. So, <laughs> you know, play a little dodgeball, had a little shooting competition. Oh, really? We did, we did practice. We got some stuff in that we needed to get in uh, with shell drill and garden ball screens and talking about dummy offense and things that we'll need to have prepared for Saturday's game. But it was an opportunity to kind of, you know, change up the routine, so to speak, 
Um, we had our big guys handling the ball a little bit today and playing in pick and rolls. I think Brandon Garrison especially liked that. He doesn't get to do that often. I don't think it was as easy as he thought it was going to be, but he got to do it and made a couple jump shots. Um, made a couple threes. And who knows? Maybe we'll need that from him sometime moving forward. You never know. Uh, And so, okay, so I have to ask about the dodgeball. I'm looking around trying to figure out who would be the dominant, who who is the potential person to dominate. Keon Williams comes immediately to mind because he just bounces around all the time and and lots of energy and quick. So how'd that go? Who is the dominant guy? uh, He's got a lot of instincts in there. A lot of of, uh, competitive instincts. Um... I think Keon got edged out right at the end, though. Who beat him? Uh, I don't remember. I think I think one of our freshmen may have got him. Oh, really? Uh, it, may, it may have been a combination of them, the guys that he wound up in a two-on-one battle with, and um, yeah, he got got not got nicked at the last minute, and so. But we have four teams. They were all pretty competitive, and I think we got a lot out of it. Yeah, I was looking at Jamiron Keller. I think based on his reaction, he's either. He's either acting really well or he might have been the guy. That's just, yeah, I, I think he may have got that done. Yeah, I think him and Connor kind of got together and figured out a way to, to strategize well enough in the two-on-one situation to get the job done. That's good. So how did the, how did the, the Pawnee Pistol shoot it, Keaton Page, you in know your what? shooting competition? It, it, he actually he won his individual battle from a shooting standpoint. You know, and, and unfortunately, it's again against a guy who has really talked a lot of smack to him um, about out shooting him and everybody who comes here that's supposed to be a shooter that I've been around in the last eight years now has wanted to challenge KP to a shooting competition. I've not seen him lose yet. That doesn't surprise me. Uh, we still have, I, don't, I think, 13 guys here who are still, you know, have a chance before this thing's over. But he did get he did get eliminated in dodgeball. So I think they got an edge there. But from a basketball standpoint, He's still the best shooter in our gym every day. Okay, so fellas, players, I want you, I want you to listen to this. Here's the run that Keaton Page had in conference play, February of 2012. 23 points at Missouri, 40 points at home against Texas, 29 at Oklahoma, 15 against A&M, then 29 against Kansas, 22 at K-State, 20 against Tech in the Big 12 tournament, 22 against Missouri. So yeah. this is not an accident that he hit those shots. <laughs> the guy could bring it. And, and that Texas game, Coach, I'm telling you, that he was – he made like a fallaway 27, 28-footer to buzzer at half. He was just absolutely going crazy. It was, yeah, it was yeah. fun to watch. And, you know, to much of these guys probably um, – these aren't just numbers. We have – there's video. I mean, Key's not that old. They were videoing games, so if they're, oh, they're sure. wondering not quite that was, old. you know, yeah. they, we do have video evidence of these things happening. Well, and Terrence Trencher's been in your shoes on the show before to where we had a chance to let him – to discuss his prominent scoring at the University of I Texas. I could not imagine Terrence taking advantage of an opportunity you to don't tell think? you how good he was. I just couldn't <laughs> imagine it. <laughs> no, that's a shocker. We'll take a break, come back with more in a moment. We're at Rip Crib here in Stillwater. It's an Oklahoma-based company. And this weekend is the Super Bowl. The Chiefs and the 49ers. Uh, could be an epic game. I've been a Chiefs fan since I was able to walk or even <laughs> – even drink out of a bottle. So uh, at any rate, uh, I'll be pulling for the Chiefs. Not sure who you're rooting for, but this would be a great place to watch it. They have a bar. You could start with a pregame there and then just meander into the restaurant, then go back to the bar for that matter. Uh, Rib Cribs, Oklahoma-owned home of award-winning barbecue right here on Perkins Road in Stillwater. More coming up. It's the Coach Boynton Radio Show live from Rib Crib from Learfield. Charlie's Discount Drug, where we know our customers by name. In today's world, don't you want access to your pharmacy at any time? At Charlie's Discount Drug, you can request a refill 24 hours a day with our RX Local app, get notifications by text or email when it's ready, and have it delivered to your door safely. Charlie's Discount Drug, where we know our customers by name. 1890 Original is the go-to game day beverage for Cowboys everywhere. Brewed by Cowboys for Cowboys in Stillwater, this blonde ale is smooth, crisp, and refreshing. Named for the year OSU was founded, 1890 Original is available at OSU sporting events, the Iron Monk Tap Room, and statewide on draft and at your favorite stores. Try 1890 Original today and drink the Cowboy way. Keep it classy, Cowboys. Enjoy responsibly. Iron Monk Brewing Company, official craft beer of Oklahoma State Athletics. 
OSU basketball fans, Blue Peak Fiber Internet is tipped off in your neighborhood. Streaming, gaming, surfing, whatever you're into, fiber gets you there faster. Blue Peak gives you lightning fast internet and unlimited data with no contracts, no hidden fees, and no dead zones. You can even power all your devices all at the same time. Now that's a slam dunk. Up your game and get connected at HelloBluePeak.com. That's HelloBluePeak.com. Blue Sky Bank is excited to announce our new presence in Stillwater. We have been 100% Oklahoma owned for over 115 years and look forward to serving local people and business owners the way no one else can. We are deeply invested in our communities and strive to meet each of our customers' needs every step of the way. Come see us at one of our 17 locations across Oklahoma and Texas. Your home team bank and proud supporter of Oklahoma State Athletics. Blue Sky Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. When in college, semesters can be a hard and stressful time of the year for many. So while you're packing the stands at Gallagher-Iba Arena to cheer on the Cowboys this season, be sure to check on your friends and those a part of the Cowboy family. Call or text 988 to talk to crisis counselors who are trained to help anyone struggling with mental health crisis. Visit wellness.okstate.edu for any additional resources. We take care of one another. It's the Cowboy way. Text or call 988 for help. Chris's University Spirit on Campus Corner in Stillwater, Oklahoma is proud to be your one-stop cowboy shop since 1986 and proud sponsor of Cowboy and Cowgirl Basketball. We specialize in custom-printed OSU apparel and merchandise and pride ourselves in giving our cowboy fans the best game day shopping experience in the state. So whether it be a new orange hoodie or a new hat, we have all the gear to get you game day ready. Come see us at 3rd Knob Block on Historic Campus Corner and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Remember, you can shop 24-7 at chrisuniversityspirit.com and thanks to all of our loyal and true customers. Back at Rip Crip in Stillwater for the Coach Boyd Radio Show. It's great to have you with us. We've got the entire Cowboy basketball team and staff here for dinner. So it's a, it's a great evening. And uh, we have some of our fans here as well. So it's, uh, it's, it's really a festive atmosphere. We talked about some of this this morning. We taped the television show, but I'd like to revisit it. And that's the fact that you've won six of the last seven against Oklahoma. And you've, you've done as well against them in your career as you know, any coach in the most recent Oklahoma State history, is there, is there any – I mean, it's, it's matchup-driven, obviously. There's a lot of things that go into it, but is there anything else about why you think you've done so well against them? I mean, I don't, I don't know if there's any one thing or two things to point to. I think we've always taken the game very serious. It's always been a big game when we've played them in terms of what was at stake, right, like, like the other games in the schedule. I remember playing them um, the first time we beat them, my first year here. You know, we had struggled on the road, but we were doing pretty well in our home conference games. Yes. And we played them on the third Saturday of three consecutive Saturday home games. We'd beaten Iowa State, and then we'd beaten Texas. Texas, yep. And then when we come in here, they were, they were coming back. They, they had been playing well, but they lost to K-State during yep. the midweek game. And we saw some things there that we could we thought we could take advantage of. Um and that was the first one. And then we beat that same team in a conference tournament. And that was a big game because we knew both teams were on the bubble. We thought that the winner of the game would be in, the loser would be out. Yeah. We won. They, went, they lost. They got in. We didn't get in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, fast forward, you know, we played them a couple times. We, we played them uh, around the Remember the 10 game. It's obviously always big. Uh, but I think just always making sure that our guys understand the significance of the game uh, to, to everyone involved, not just them, to, to the people who work in our department, uh, to the local fans here in Stillwater, um, to former players, to other alums, um, to just normal Oklahoma State alum who just want to have bragging rights on Monday when they go into the office and want to put their flags on their cars, and it's a big deal. So just making sure that our guys understand the gravity of that, but also just making sure we're as prepared as possible for what the other team does well. And I think the last couple of years, we've been as prepared to play them in terms of just preparation. What is going to require? What do we have to do well in the game? Not the emotion of it, not the psychology of it, but what do you have to execute? And we've been able to execute pretty well against them. Well, you talk about preparation, and the thing is, I think back on the timing of some of those wins, and there were some challenges. In 22, you'd lost four in a row before yep. you beat them here. Yep. That was a big win. 
during the COVID year with Cade Cunningham, you had to play them back-to-back -back because of, of, of COVID misfortune, yeah. where you played them on Saturday, Monday, <laughs> and beat them both times. That's almost – that's and they were good. They so were it, good. it was almost uh, – that's almost impossible to do. And not uh, to mention the game down there was epic. I mean, that was a game where Cade was unbelievable, and he won that game in overtime. So you did that. And then the game your first year, I know you remember this, we played Baylor, I believe it was on Monday night, if I yep. remember correctly, in yep. Waco. Absolutely. Could not get home. Couldn't get home. Uh, through the air. So we bust back to Stillwater all night and pulled up at the Stillwater Airport at 6 a.m. on Tuesday morning. And I'll be honest with you, I at that point I thought, oh, boy, Saturday's going to be really hard. You know, can we get this all fleshed out? So I just rattled off three examples of times where – Honestly, things leading into the game might have said, nah, I don't know if you can pull that off. But well, it's a challenging a time you've done that. Beating a team for the third time. There you go. You know, that Another was a one. big deal. And, and how much the game meant for both teams. Kind of, again, in the NCAA tournament talk, because they were right there also. Yeah. They needed to win a couple. We thought we needed to win a couple. Uh, we beat them. They went home. We then lost to Texas uh, and went to the NIT. But, yeah, the the back-to-back -back game was probably the most unique because that just never happens in conference play. No. Not in this league where you play the same team, and we played them Saturday afternoon in Norman. We come home, and then on a quick turn, have to prepare for them. And, 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 and what usually happens, the team that loses usually makes the most adjustments. Right. You were right? concerned about that. Yeah, I was concerned about that and about the mindset of our guys considering how well we had played offensively there. And that team had Davion Harmon, who was a three-year guy for them, Austin Reeves, who now is a part-time starter for the Lakers, uh, had Brady Manick, who then went on to play the national championship game with North Carolina the following year. Uh, a lot of really good players on the court. But, you know, the resilience and resolve, because I believe that game was much more lower scoring on the Monday than the Saturday game was. I don't remember exactly I can tell you. It was 94-90 in overtime the first game. The second game was 79-75. So, yes. Yeah, and so, I also remember Kate not playing quite as well and, and obviously them doing a different job in terms of just making him pass the ball on his pick and rolls. They, they wouldn't let him get good looks. And I think he took some shots that were probably not as characteristic. But it was actually his last home game with us also. So, kind of a, another kind of unique deal. And I remember that being the last home game we played because then we wound up going to uh, Waco and Morgantown to end the season on a swing that we didn't come back for. So that season had a lot of unique things. But those games in particular that year um, were really, really fun. Well, and, and in case people have forgotten what happened in Norman with Cade, this is worth bringing up. 40 points, 13 of 14 at the line. 10 rebounds. He had a run at one point in the game where I don't know how many consecutive points he scored. I mean, he just dominated the game. Let me ask you this. He had some really good performances. Does that, where would that, do you think that might have been his best one? I mean, that's putting you on the spot, but he was pretty good against Kansas in this yeah, building. Yeah, he was really good against Kansas here. Um, you know, the thing that, that was always unique about him is, he, like, he did whatever the game needed from him. No question. Like, I, I'll never forget the back-to-back -back games. We played in Manhattan on a Saturday, and K-State wasn't great. In fact, I think it was, uh, I, I want to say it was Nigel Pack's freshman year. Yeah, they only won, like, three or four games. Um, and, and, you know, they had been struggling, and we had been playing okay. Um, but we went down there, and he took one shot. I think he took one shot you know what? I in the K-State game. Yep. And we're coming home to play Kansas. And I remember talking to him on Sunday in between um, getting ready for the, the after the K-State game. Like, yeah, he hey, took three shots. That's it. Hey, listen, man, I, I don't know what, what you had going on, but if we're going to win on Tuesday, like, we're going to need more than three shots from you. And I think he took the first five shots of the game against Kansas. And we got off to a good start. We were up like maybe 12 or 14 to 3 or something like that. And um, we just kind of – he closed it out with a great defensive play. Like, those are the things that he did. Right? He did things that you wouldn't necessarily um, you know, think about a great player doing. He always picked his spots. He never was a guy to take a bunch of shots early in the game. He wanted his teammates to kind of get involved mostly early. And then he allowed himself to find the spots. And what he did it was he diverted the attention away from him on the scouting report because he knew he was the top of the scouting report. But he gave his teammates a chance to kind of allow themselves to get into a rhythm. And he was a tremendous closer. Um, the way he closed against Arkansas and Texas 
those two home games that we won that year were really, really impressive. But I think both of those games were overtime games. And a lot of times, man, as you look back, the difference in a good season and a great season is how you do in those close games. Sure. And that year, I think we won all of them. I mean, we lost to TCU on the road when he made a kind of bonehead decision late in the game. But, you know, beat Texas in overtime, and maybe double overtime, beat Arkansas in overtime. Um, you know, obviously won those games late against Texas Tech, uh, Oklahoma. Um, and so, yeah, he was, he was tremendous to, to, to close the game. That's the kind of guy you want to have the ball in the hands of. Yeah, you won nine games. I just looked at it by five points or less or in overtime. So almost half of your wins, nine of 21, were of that character. Have you talked to Kate lately? Yeah, I haven't talked to him in the last week or so. We probably talked uh, 10 days ago or so. I try to keep up with him. He's obviously not playing right now and dealing with injury and trying to get himself as healthy as possible. They're obviously having a historically you know, poor season from a wins and losses standpoint. It's driving him crazy, but he's a competitor. Um, he still thinks he can come back and make a difference. They're obviously still trying to build their roster out to fit what the new NBA needs. Um, saw today they traded two of their better shooters, probably not ideal, but they're sellers right now still. Uh, and obviously trying to continue to build it through free agency and the draft as best they can. So let's go back and turn our attention back to Oklahoma. And the fact is, is that, you know, last year it was, was a, a substandard season, I think, by their standards in terms of the overall record, 15 and 17. It happens. But it's a whole different thing this year. What has helped them to make the leap that they've made? What's been the difference? Well, they have a new team from a roster standpoint, a lot like many college teams. But what they've done is they addressed the issue that was giving them most problems in our conference, which is their athleticism on the wings and being able to make plays at the rim, uh, offensively especially, with guys being able to get in there, finish, make plays. Um, and so they got two two really good attacking big wings and Jalen Moore and Otega Oway, who was one of the guys there last year, who who are really physical guys, uh, guys who can get downhill. JVR McCollum has played really, really well as a transfer from Siena. Him and Uzan have made a really good backcourt for him in terms of the balance between playmaking and shot making. Uh, and then they got a little bit more depth in size when you had John Hughley, the transfer from Pittsburgh, to go with Sam Godwin. So much more athletic. Uh, much more physical, uh, not just relying on their offensive skill to get them over the top because it's really hard to win in this league just that way. Yeah, and the analytics show that. Uh, 50th, Oklahoma in offensive efficiency nationally, number 16 in defensive efficiency. So your top 50 in both of those, that's, that's a pretty good indicator. Yeah, and they're playing much more aggressively, forcing a lot more turnovers, running teams away from the three-point line. Um, and so that, that's one of the things they've been able to address with that. They just couldn't play that way with the personnel that they had last year. Um, you know, the twins that they had the last two years, the Groves guys, and, and when you think about even Jalen Hill, who was probably as, as efficient of an attacker as possible, wasn't an explosive athlete. And so they'd have problems, especially against teams like us, who had length and athleticism, especially across the front line, that they could run good offense and still come up with no baskets or no points. Uh, so they get to the free throw, free throw line a little bit more because of their physicality, uh, and they move the ball a lot better uh, with, the, with the fluidity of their offense. Yeah, the three-point defense really jumps out. Their opponents are shooting 28% from three in the Ken Palm numbers. That's fourth in the country. And that's obviously a, a, a big jump for them, but surely has been a point of emphasis for them. And so they just chase people off the three-point line. That's how they're doing it? Yeah, they, they, they do a really good job of, of getting in gaps, but then closing out really hard and, and making you try to make another play off the bounce. Um, but, but there's some things that, you know, obviously they've, they've struggled with some teams that can move their bigs around. Uh, they haven't been, like, a great team in, in pick-and-roll defense. Uh, certainly not as good as the team we just played on, on uh, Tuesday in Houston. Uh, but they're a team that really does run you off the line and does a great job of contesting shots when you do have them open from three. We'll take a break. Come back with more in a moment from Rip Crib and Stillwater. It's the Coach Boynton Radio Show for Blairfield. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. Hi, I'm Mike Rowe, and I love to visit Oklahoma. Why? Because Oklahoma is the epicenter of America's energy miracle. 
And coming here means spending time with really smart people who are working really hard to keep us energy independent. Thanks to horizontal drilling, they're making life better for all of us, unlocking more energy, more efficiently, more affordably. Best of all, it's an environmental game changer. Hear the full story at OERB.com slash micro. Fall head over heels for $100,000 cash lover at Hard Rock Hotel and Casino Tulsa. Every Saturday in February, we'll draw one winner at 8 p.m., 9 p.m., and 10 p.m. to take home a share of $100,000 cash. Earn entries daily starting February 1st for your chance to win big. Don't miss $100,000 cash lover. Only at Hard Rock Hotel and Casino Tulsa. Voted Tulsa's best. See one-star rewards for full rules and details. 1890 Original is the go-to game day beverage for Cowboys everywhere. Brewed by Cowboys for Cowboys in Stillwater, this blonde ale is smooth, crisp, and refreshing. Named for the year OSU was founded, 1890 Original is available at OSU sporting events, the Iron Monk Tap Room, and statewide on draft and at your favorite stores. Try 1890 Original today and drink the Cowboy way. Keep it classy, Cowboys. Enjoy responsibly. Iron Monk Brewing Company, official craft beer of Oklahoma State Athletics. At OG&E, we make the power grid more reliable, efficient, and sustainable. Technology makes our systems even smarter, rerouting electricity automatically, freeing up crews for the jobs that matter most. A smarter grid means more reliable electric service. It's our duty to power your every day and every night so you can live your life uninterrupted. Because at OG&E, we energize life. Today, we have two very special guests on our program, introducing Lem hey. and Lime. Hello. For Starry Lemon Lime Soda. Thanks for having us. What is Starry Lemon Lime Soda? It's a crisp, clear burst of lemon lime flavor, and it's caffeine-free. Between us, one of you must be a little more important to Starry than the other. Who is it? We're both important. So we could just as easily be Starry Lime Lemon Soda. No, that doesn't sound right. Ooh, I like it. So you saying hip-hop could be hop-hip. Works for me. Starry Lemon Lime Soda. Starry hits different. At a time where everybody always wants a little more from you, with prices rising and fees increasing and on and on, it's nice to get a bit of it back. And one great way is to switch your banking to pay me checking from Communication Federal Credit Union. The pay me account debit card pays you real cash back for using your card online, in stores, in apps, or at the pump. It all adds up, plus it's free and only from Communication Federal. Visit any branch or go to comfedcu.org. All offers subject to credit union approval, some restrictions apply, federally insured by NCUA. We're at Rip Crip Stillwater for the Coach Boynton Radio Show. Jamiron Keller, who was one of the kings of the volleyball competition today, is, uh, is taking a seat with us, or, or not the volleyball, dodgeball, I should say. Uh, so you were it, huh? Oh, yes, sir, for sure. I was got it done with my team. We actually won so, the whole thing. So who was, who was on your team? Uh, it was me, Connor Dow, uh, John Michael. Who else was on our team? Jack, can't forget my boy Jack and Eric Daly. So, yeah, we all, you know, we got the dub. That's awesome. That's yes, awesome. Sir. So, how's this freshman year been like for you? Uh, been a lot of a lot of learning. It's been a learning experience, to say the least. Um, you know, just a learning curve. That's all I can yeah. say. So, let me ask you this. <laughs> what is something that you thought you knew and understood that you found out that you didn't? Ball screens. How so? Ball screens. Uh, coming out, just, just the art of a ball screen. Uh, <laughs> just making the reads and the right reads to, you know, make the right play. It was, it was hard. It's, it's, I would guess it's just totally different, isn't it? Oh, yeah, for sure. You the deal detail. With a lot of, yeah, a lot of size coming off that ball screen, so, yeah. And size that can move. Oh, yeah, for Versus sure. I was like, oh, that guy's big, but he can't move. He's, he's letting his feet. No, yeah. this guy can really move his feet. It's like, oh, what do we got going on here? Yeah. Uh, what's, you know, for you, it's been, you know, you hurt early, mm -hmm. worked your way back, had some playing time, didn't get to play as much early in conference play. Now that's changed. Mm -hmm. and, and now, obviously, you're going to be counted upon to take on a big role. So mm -hmm. how did you manage the time where you didn't get to play as much? And, and, and what's it been like transitioning back into a, a bigger role? Walk us through that. Uh, I think the biggest key is just staying consistent. 
uh, and trust in the process. Um, I have a lot of great assistant coaches, and uh, we got a lot of great coaches on the coaching staff. And you know, just sitting down talking with them, they tell me to trust the process. So just staying consistent and trusting the process. Is there anything in just you talked about ball screens, but is there anything else in your physical game that you feel like has really improved since you got here? Ooh, that you feel being, like, boy, I'm, I'm a lot better at that than what I used to be. Uh, being able to take contact. Uh, Ooh, yeah. You know, uh, you know, playing in the Big 12, you know, you play a lot of physical games. So being able to take contact and respond. It's interesting you say that. A, a friend of mine that coaches and now uh, played at the University of Maryland years ago made a comment to me one time, and I, I'll never forget it. He said the difference between a really good player and an elite player mm. is the ability to finish with contact. Oh, yes, sir. And you have to learn how to do that, don't yeah, you? Because you do. you're going to get hit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're oh, going to yeah. get hit. What about scouting reports? I want to flip that on both sides. Mm. Number one, how different or how challenging has it been to – learn a scouting report about an opponent and understand all the details and then go out and do it. What's that like? Uh, it's been, you know, it's, it's kind of tough at first, uh, but we did, we've done it for a minute now to, to where it's like, okay, you got to pick it up. And, you know, we practice um, on the scout team and just pick up their tendencies and it's a lot of watching film. So it, it's definitely been, it's gotten easier over time. At the same time, and going back to another quote of a friend of mine, another a coaching friend, that said, uh, conference basketball is like family. Mm -hmm. There are no secrets. Oh, not at all. <laughs> so that's different, too. I'm sure that, mm -hmm. in that guys, they know what chewing gum you like. They mm -hmm. know what girl you've probably been hanging out with. Yeah. They, they know everything. <laughs> so yeah. that's different, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Um, them knowing your move before you do it is it, kind of, you know, you kind of change it up a little bit. So. So you've had to diversify your game, haven't you? In oh, other yes, words, sir, get better sure. at all kinds of different oh, things. Oh, yeah, for sure. Who was the person who's influenced your basketball the most? As you think back, the, you're here. Mm -hmm. There's some people played a role in that. Mm -hmm. So in terms of the people who helped you get to this point where you could play at Oklahoma State, who would you who would you have on that list of people? Uh, I have a – so my favorite player growing up was a rookie, Derrick Rose. So I, really? I watched – Yes, sir. So uh, I watched a lot of – uh, mixtapes on him and you know just try to I like how a dynamic he was as a point guard so uh, I say Derrick Rose um, and I had a trainer uh, back in Colleen where I used to stay his name is Devontae Brown he played at Indiana uh, Indian, Indiana State Okay. Indiana, Indiana, Indiana State, and you know, just I trained with him before I came down here, so you know, kind of seeing the, our similarities, and I tried to model my game after his a little bit. Did you play any other sports growing up? Football is a. I thought that was the case. What did you? <laughs> how long did you play football? I'm trying to remember. Uh, I played football up until eighth grade, and I I, I kind of was forced to choose one, uh, just go one path, and my mom said the safer way was basketball. Ah. So, yeah, so you wanted the longevity of the sport. So, What'd you play, safety? Uh, no, so I played wide receiver. Well, that doesn't, so that'd be the other choice. Yes, sir. You're just certainly yes, sir. capable of doing that. Tell me about your family. Uh, some, some good things that we should know. Anything? Uh, I'm in the house with a single mom. Yep. Um, we moved to Texas when I was about, in 2014, so I was around, what, 10 or 11. And, and South Carolina before that, is that correct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. So, uh, moved out there. You know, I kind of, it was just me and her for a while. So, you know, my mom is my, my closest, my best friend. My mom is my best friend, to say the least. So, uh, you know, it's not much to it. No, that no, but there, <laughs> well, not much to it. But there's a lot to it. Jamiron yeah. Keller, by the way, is who you're hearing right now. And mm -hmm. so she get does she has she had a chance to watch to come up and watch you play much? Or? Oh, for sure. She um she tries to come down as often as she can. You know, I, I really don't like her driving uh, the six hours, uh, yep. but she insists on you know coming down and, and seeing me play in in person. Uh, I told her that it's, it's the same thing as watching it on the TV, but she, you know, <laughs> you know how moms are. She wants I, to see it yes. in person. So, um, you know, she, she comes down fairly often. She's been to, i say, about four or five of the games. So as you go through this experience, and then you, you're going to adulthood wherever that journey takes you, mm -hmm. how do you think your mother has influenced you the most? What, what are the things that you think will just carry through with you all the way into your adult life because of your mother? Um, I say my toughness. Uh, you know, with her facing adversity of, you know, moving to Texas as a single mother, um, 
you know, I, I think there's there's nothing tougher than that. You know, moving to a whole new place and, and having to find a way, not for, only for yourself, but for your child. I mean, I, I think that's the toughest thing anybody can do. That's, uh, that's, that's pretty cool. That's really cool. Yes, well, uh, thanks for visiting with us and uh, kind of sharing about your experience. And you're doing great things. We're really glad you're here with us. We're glad your mom's been able to come up and watch and uh, looking forward to a lot of happy times ahead. Thank you for this. We appreciate it. Thank you. As Jamiron Keller with us, we'll take a break. Come back with more in a moment from Rib Crib at Stillwater. It's a Coach Boynton radio show from Learfield. When you're high, you feel different. You think different, you talk different, you draw different, you listen to music different, but you probably knew that. Problem is, you also drive different, and not in a good way. That's why driving high is illegal everywhere. So if you're high, just don't drive. Make a plan to get a sober ride. Because if you feel different, you drive different. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Sometimes I just cannot believe all the storms we've gone through here. I can only hope that we'll be able to leave this house to you one day, baby. You're our legacy. Planning for these disasters will make sure we're safe. And it's the best way to protect that legacy. Protect your legacy. Visit ready.gov forward slash plan for the tools and tips you need to start your emergency preparedness plan today. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Danica Patrick. Watching my nieces grow, play, and learn is amazing, but not every child gets to be carefree. One in six kids in the U.S. are hungry. This breaks my heart, and it's something that Feeding America is working to change. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste and gives it to families in need. To help, visit feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. You took the first step and quit smoking, but even former smokers may still be at risk for lung cancer. That's why SaveByTheScan.org wants you to know about a new low-dose CT scan that can detect lung cancer early. It takes only 60 seconds and could save your life. You took the first step, now take the next. Visit SaveByTheScan.org for a simple quiz to see if you're eligible and talk to your doctor about screening. SaveByTheScan.org is brought to you by the American Lung Association's Lung Force Initiative and the Ad Council. My simple solution to the problem was remove people from the scene and help them feel safer. In response to attacks against Asian Americans, Maddie Park raised over $250,000 to donate cab rides to the Asian community. There is so much more work to be done. We really need to come together and tackle this issue as a community. Support the Asian community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council. Put your phone on D and D. That means that do not disturb when you're driving and when you're going from point A to B. I need you to stay safe, please. So always sing with me. So put your phone on D and D. That means that do not disturb when you're driving and when you're going from point A to B. I need you to stay safe, please. So always remember this beat. Don't drive distracted. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Back at Rib Crib, it's the Coach Point Radio Show tonight. Cowboys and Sooners coming up Saturday in Norman. Uh, Bryce Thompson had his surgery earlier this week. We touched on it during the pregame show, but but obviously we did not talk about it uh, extensively. How's he doing, and, and what's the prognosis? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, he's doing okay. You know, the surgery went well. You know, as you would expect, he got, we got the best surgeon possible that does that to, to have the surgery for him. It happened over in Tulsa. Um, on Monday morning, so he obviously didn't travel with us down to Houston. Um, just really unfortunate for him. He's worked so hard. He's one of the hardest working kids in terms of amount of time he spends on his game that I've ever been around. Uh, so really unfortunate setback for him, but we're hopeful and prayerful for him that he's able to make a full recovery. Um, uh, obviously the labrum tear, and then he had the capsule on the backside that also had damage, so they had to, they had to uh, fix both parts. They had to redo the capsule to fix the damage there, and then the labrum was more significant than originally expected. So it was much more 
um, a sig much more of a significant injury. He's going to miss the rest of the season. Uh, won't be able to make a comeback. We didn't think he would, but we wanted to get through surgery before we announce anything official. Uh, but this recovery is going to be probably four months or so before he's able to get back and playing. It is his shooting arm. So it's going to be labor intensive for him to fight back and be able to get back on the court. How many times have you do you remember hearing of something like that in basketball? You hear of it in like, you know, I've heard I had a buddy of mine tore his skiing one time. You, you hear of it, but in basketball, have you no, seen this, it much? No, this is the first labrum tear that I've heard of in basketball. My really? wife played volleyball, so I've heard of labrum tears in volleyball. She actually tore her labrum. So Ooh. she's watching the game because it was in Lawrence when it happened. And she almost said she knew exactly what happened when he fell and how he was, where he was grabbing at because she experienced surgery because of a, because of a similar surgery herself when she was in college. Yeah, it's, uh, well, it's a rough thing for him. But You hear about knees and ankles yeah. and wrists, you know, even necks more so in basketball and concussions because of collisions. But very rarely do you hear of labrum tears. Uh, and, and basketball, but it's, it's certainly something that's possible, and, and certainly we're with him. And you know, I know he's continuing to support his team. He's a really good kid. He'll continue to fight and support these guys as they continue the last month of the season. And hopefully, he makes a full recovery and is, is able to play again. Well, hopefully that'll be the case. Next week, you'll have a week between games, and I'm sure that you still are determining exactly how you want to handle that. But just what are some of your initial thoughts on having that break? Yeah, we haven't had it in so long. I, I almost have forgotten what it's like to go through that week. Uh, but it's like we talked about earlier. It helps with this time of year, getting a little break from the normal, just being in a rut of practice every day and, and getting to a game and shoot around and practicing and getting to a game and shoot around and, you know, everything's about preparing for the next game. We'll be able to spend some time on the individual players, on their their improvement individually, their bodies, recovering, um, just getting reminds refreshed. And then we'll get towards the latter of the week. I do know this. We'll get back into our normal game prep mode next Thursday. But what we do between Sunday and Wednesday is still kind of up for debate. And some of it depends on how we come out of Saturday's game. Right. Uh, you know, hopefully no further injuries to anybody and no health issues uh, that we'll be able to make sound decisions as it relates to what we need to do from a schematic standpoint in terms of getting better, but also from an individual development standpoint, because that's a big part of what we do, uh, especially with such a young team. Yeah. Well, Coach, we appreciate it as always. Very festive here tonight. It was really neat to have the guys here. This this was this was awesome. Yeah, the energy was great. They, they were always excitable uh, guys. Uh, today, like I said, was a good practice to have. And looking forward to getting down to Norman. We hope as many Cowboy fans that are capable of getting down there. We had a tremendous crowd of Cowboy fans when we went down there last year. And uh, certainly was helpful to see as much orange in the building as possible. So as many of them as can get down there and help us pull out a win on the road against these guys, uh, the better. We look forward to it. Very good, Coach. Thank you for the time as always. Thank you very much. That's Coach Boynton. We're back to wrap things up in a moment. From Rib Crib at Stillwater, it's the Coach Boynton Radio Show from Learfield. Membership does have its privileges. Become a member of OSU's Pokes with a Purpose NIL Collective. Choose from six membership levels, each loaded with great benefits and rewards, like OSU Max subscriptions, game tickets, signed memorabilia, wearables, merchandise, personal experiences with athletes and coaches, and so much more. And your membership helps OSU recruit and retain student-athletes, so we remain competitive. Visit pokeswithapurpose.com and click on Membership to see all the perks. Join today. Every cowboy and girl needs a drink just as tough as they are. That's why Beatbox is the official party punch of OSU. With delicious flavors, 11.1% ABV, and a resealable cap, this drink is sure to pack a heavy punch without leaving you feeling bloated like boring hard seltzers and light beer. Not to mention, this low-sugar punch will sustain you through game day without slowing you down like those high-sugar cocktails. Drink smart and party hard, cowboys. Please drink responsibly. Must be 21 or older. 1890 Original is the go-to game day beverage for Cowboys everywhere. Brewed by Cowboys for Cowboys in Stillwater, this blonde ale is smooth, crisp, and refreshing. Named for the year OSU was founded, 1890 Original is available at OSU sporting events, the Iron Monk Tap Room, and statewide on draft and at your favorite stores. Try 1890 Original today and drink the Cowboy way. Keep it classy, Cowboys. Enjoy responsibly. Iron Monk Brewing Company, official craft beer of Oklahoma State Athletics. 
Hey parents, have you signed your child up for Stillwater Medical's Pistol Pete's Partners Kids Club? For just $40, children 8th grade and younger will have the opportunity to meet and interact with student athletes. Pistol Pete and the OSU Spirit Squad. Pistol Pete's Partners members get in free to OSU soccer, women's basketball, wrestling, baseball, and softball home regular season events. Visit okstate.com slash kids club to sign your kid up today. Wrapping things up on the Coach Boynton Radio Show here at Rib Crib. And great to have you with us here tonight. Come to Rib Crib anytime to enjoy their award-winning barbecue. It's a great choice to watch the Bedlam game, if you wish, or the Super Bowl Sunday, or both, for that matter. Well, Saturdays have been about close wins recently, and be nice if that continued. The last two Saturdays, the Cowboys have won close games over West Virginia and Kansas State, sort of changing the trend as far as that goes this season. Really would be fun to do that again Saturday in Norman. Cowboys have beaten the Sooners, as you may have heard earlier, six of the last seven meetings. So we'll see if it's seven out of eight. For Coach Boynton and Karsten Melton and Bobby Blackburn, I'm Dave Hunsiker. We'll talk to you on Saturday. This has been the Mike Boynton Radio Show, live from Rip Crib from Learfield. Live from the Rib Crib in Stillwater, smoking the good stuff since 92. This has been the Mike Boynton Show on the Cowboys Sports Network from Learfield. Brought to you by Charlie's Discount Drug, where discount is our middle name. Located at 723 South Walnut in Stillwater. OG&E, we energize life. Also by Bud Light, easy to drink, easy to enjoy. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation on the Cowboy Sports Network.